0: let's be reminded of the meaning of baptism. First, baptism is a sacrament that Jesus himself instituted when he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this we know is the covenant sign that God is giving to his people, the people of faith who belong to Jesus, because Jesus himself was baptized by John the Baptist, which symbolizes the death of, that he will die for his people on the cross to rise again on Easter Sunday. And this is why Paul says in Romans 6.3, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? So for those of us who believe that Christ Jesus was the substitute Lamb of God who took upon our sins, paid the penalty for sin on our behalf, this baptism signifies our faith in him and our union with him both in his death and in his life. That is what what his gift of salvation grants us. It makes us God's adopted children forever. Now, as many of you know, the sign of such covenant between God and his people was circumcision in the Old Testament. But in Jesus' great commission, we find that the command is not to circumcise all nations, but to baptize all nations, which means this is now, the covenant sign that applies to both Jews and Gentiles, Jewish disciples and Gentile disciples, male and female equally, we are to be baptized and receive the mark of the covenant if we believe. So it says in Colossians chapter 2, verses 11 to 12, in Jesus also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been pure, buried with Him in baptism, in which you are also raised with Him through faith, in the powerful working of God, who raised Him from the dead. So here it is very clear. We're, we're not circumcised by, by a circumcision that is physical, but circumcision of Christ, which is to be buried with Him in baptism. Baptism. And that is what Quinn is about to receive today. Baptism that signifies a union with Christ through the sprinkling of water. Just as it says in Ezekiel 36, 25, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And it's also important to remember that baptism is not the reason why Quinn is saved or anyone is saved by grace. It is a response to the fact that she has been saved by grace. It says in Romans 4:11, Abraham received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. And that means Abraham was saved not because he was circumcised, but he was circumcised because he was saved by grace. So likewise, Quinn is not being saved because she is getting baptized. She is getting baptized because she has been saved by grace. This is God's statement of His grace and His faithfulness for her before it is her statement of her faithfulness to God. This is God's statement. Just as in Jesus' baptism, the heaven opened and there was a voice from heaven speaking to the one being baptized. This is my beloved son. In the moment of Quinn's baptism, that is what's happening. God's statement of her. This is my beloved daughter. This is God's statement. As it says in John 15, 16, very finally, very completely, very conclusively, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So with that, um, I'm going to ask Quinn to come forward and uh, stand before the congregation and answer the questions that would affirm her faith in Christ. So go ahead and stand right here, Quinn. And if you, if you can't raise your right hand, and these are the same questions that we went over um, at Beer Papa, <laughs> and um, all you have to say to affirm these questions is, I do. Do you acknowledge yourself to be a sinner in the sight of God, justly deserving His displeasure, and without hope, except in His sovereign mercy? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the son of God and savior of sinners? And do you receive and rest upon him alone for salvation as he is offered in the gospel? I do. Do you now resolve and promise in humble reliance upon the grace of the Holy Spirit that you will endeavor to live as becomes a follower of Christ? I do. Do you promise to support the church in its worship and work to the best of your ability? I do. Do you submit yourself to the government and discipline of the church and promise to study its purity and peace? I do. All right, you can put your hand down. I'm going to ask Pastor Kevin to come forward and give me a hand. And um, if you are able, mm-hmm. can you go on your knees? Or would you prefer to stand? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and just as, as you do, that, take your time in doing that. Um, we had disinfected the baptismal bowl before and... I'm I'm not going to sprinkle her with this, but um, just to assure you that the mode, the water is not what does the cleansing. And so it's, it's okay to simply sprinkle, as it says in Ezekiel, and we do not have to immerse her in the water. Thank God, in such a time as this, we're reminded we're not saved by how much water we use or how much physical contact is made, but by the grace of God alone. Based on your profession of your faith, Quinn, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise and let us pray for her. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for bringing Quinn who was once our dear friend into our family, and now we can call her also our sister. Thank you for the grace and forgiveness that she has found in Jesus Christ, that you have led her to see. But we know there's even more joy in heaven over her than there is here, because you, God, loved her infinitely more than anyone ever could when you drew her to yourself. And now you have united her, not only with our Lord and Savior, but also with his church. And now that she is our sister and we are her spiritual family, may we love her and care for her from now until kingdom come. Growing together in our character, fruitfulness, knowledge of you and your word through the worship and fellowship and discipleship of the church. We thank you for using our church to spread the gospel. We pray that you'll continue to do this great saving work in us and through us and through Quinn's life, all to your glory alone. We pray in your son's name. Amen. I have a gift for Quinn, and we have flowers for you. Ooh. All right, let's congratulate her. So we'll have Quinn come up and share her uh, testimony with us.
1: I was born into and raised by a non-religious family. Culturally, my family is Buddhist. However, we did not practice Buddhist teachings. I had considered myself to be an agnostic, but I was always open to learning about Christianity. Unfortunately, my first experience attending church was not positive. I attended sermons for youth group at a small Korean Protestant church. There were so many attendees that some people sat on the floor. However, despite the high turnouts every Sunday, A great majority of the participants were on their phone during sermon. I found this disrespectful not only to the pastor, but to the God they believed in as well. They were not there to hear the word of God, but merely attended because their parents forced them to. And to make matters worse, during fellowship and group outings, everyone had gathered into cliques. In this type of setting, it was difficult for me to even want to follow God, when those who claimed to be Christian did not act like Christians. Many years have passed since then, and I had not attended another church until I met Paul, my current boyfriend. At first, I was hesitant about attending church again due to past experiences, and my initial motive for attending church was because I wanted to be respectful towards Paul and to better understand his faith. However, I felt welcomed by the community at NCA, and through attending this church, it has opened my eyes as to what living life as a Christian truly entails. I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be part of a larger community with fellowship, learning, and discussions about God. I also sincerely believe that I would not have converted if it wasn't for Pastor John. Pastor John only delivers what the gospel teaches, and in addition, his sermons are well organized and eloquently spoken. However, faith in God doesn't come just by wanting to be a Christian. I still felt a spiritual disconnect to God. It has been a long journey, and it did not happen quickly or suddenly. It took four years of attending church, and through prayer, God finally gave me the assurance that I need, and this faith became mine. For a period of time, I felt insecure and self-conscious about being unable to attend Sunday meetings consistently, or that my faith wasn't as strong as my brothers and sisters. In Mark, in Mark chapter 9, verse 24, it states, Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. This chapter was discussed in one of the few sermons that I have attended at NCA, but it still resonates with me as this Bible verse describes that I will be saved by faith in Christ no matter how strong or weak it may be. I am thankful for Jesus and the new life he has given me through his sacrifice. As a Christian, I am looking forward to getting to experience God directly in my life and being able to rely on him, when my own strength
0: is not enough. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I have known Quint four years, on and off, and um, the Holy Spirit really is like the wind. You don't know where He's coming from, where He's going, and I. But I want to say also thank you, Church, for. Uh, welcoming her into your fellowship, into our fellowship, walking with her, and not conditioning, this is key, not conditioning your friendship on her progress. Okay. Not conditioning your friendship on, is she getting close to converting, but simply befriending her for who she is. And being there uh, with her, welcoming her into your homes, into our events, our service, of course, and um, our get-togethers. But most of all, I I believe, sincerely, it's through the sowing of God's Word and that bearing fruit, ultimately, that she came to faith. Because faith comes through hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. So don't stop hearing the Word of Christ. That's the application for that. And... Before we go into our scripture reading and our message for today, let's sing this song of preparation and...